Welcome back to another episode of Consciously Clueless. You're here because you want to learn about how to live a healthier life, how to live more sustainably, how to take your everyday actions and make them work for you and the planet. Sometimes it might feel like you've got this figured out and other times you probably feel lost. That's why I'm here. Together, we will learn how to live happier, healthier lives without the need to be perfect and always allowing space for a little cluelessness on this journey to living a more conscious life. In this week's solo episode, I'll be diving into how I've been dealing with my endometriosis, what that is if you're not sure, and how to consciously deal with things like that when you can, if you can. Here we go. At this point in my sustainability journey, I have tried lots of products. Plain Products is a clear winner, not only with their product, but their mission to eliminate single-use plastic from the bathroom. Offering a line of toxin-free personal care products, Plain Products come in aluminum bottles that can be sent back and refilled time after time. Seriously, it's so cool. All of the products are vegan, non-GMO, cruelty-free, biodegradable, color-safe, and free of parabens, sulfates, and toxins. So it's good for the body and the planet. Get 20% off your first order of Plain Products with code CARLY20 at plainproducts.com. That's C-A-R-L-Y-2-0. Get sustainably clean today. So here we are. I put it out on my Instagram stories a few weeks ago asking, should I do an episode on what's been going on with this and how to manage it from this idea of conscious living And the resounding answer was that y'all wanted to hear more, and I am totally fine with that. I think sharing these stories is powerful. I am not an expert. I am not a doctor. I don't even play one on TV. So everything I'm sharing is my experience and what I've been going through and what's working or not working for me. So just remember to take everything with a grain of salt. But I am speaking from my own experience. If you are unsure... Endometriosis is this super fun disorder, not fun, it's not fun at all, in which the tissue, similar to the tissue that normally aligns the inside of your uterus or the endometrium, grows outside your uterus in places it shouldn't be. Often that's around your ovaries, fallopian tubes, and tissue lining your pelvis. It can spread to wider areas. It's not as common. But because that tissue then has no way to exit your body like it normally would in your uterus, it becomes trapped and it gets really inflamed. It leads to pain and nausea, chronic pain, and a whole bunch of other things that we're going to get into a little bit here. So my journey with endometriosis, I will try and keep this brief. It's not always my specialty and keeping long stories short, but an update or kind of a reminder For those of you who have been following along, or for those of you who have no idea, about 2020-ish, I was preliminarily diagnosed with endometriosis. It is a, just like many things in women's health, very underfunded part of health and healthcare. So there's still a lot of things we don't know. One of the things that is often used to diagnose it is actually a laparoscopic surgery. I have not had that done, so that's why I say preliminarily diagnosed. It's very common for women to get diagnosed without having that surgery and treated before having that surgery, but it is a preliminary diagnosis. It's a whole thing in our healthcare system. So when I got diagnosed, 
I had already been on a journey of more intentionally, and I would say intensely, living a more conscious life, a more connected life, a more eco-friendly. I was vegan already. So all of those things had preceded this diagnosis. I share that for a couple of reasons. One, I was still more stuck in the phase of trying to be the perfect person doing sustainability, the perfect vegan, the perfect yoga teacher, the perfect mindfulness instructor, whatever it is. I was trying to be the perfect image of those things because I thought it was important. I have worked through that and talked about it on the podcast on how perfection is bullshit and we actually can't strive for that. But I was still more in that phase. That's relevant because I was having worse and worse and worse periods and pain ever since I went off of birth control a few years prior. I realize now, or with my doctors, I realize now that I very well could have had endometriosis or something similar that was royally messing up my cycles and everything since high school, because historically my periods have been absolutely terrible. I would miss school every month. I would bleed through my pants. I mean, it was it was a lot. And I went on birth control for that reason first, and then because I became sexually active and it was easier, but I decided to take myself off of it a few years ago, and that's kind of when all this started. I was like, oh yeah, that's right, my periods were terrible, got worse and worse and worse, and bringing it back to being in this phase of trying to be like a perfect sustainability person and blah, 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 blah. I wasn't taking a lot of medicine if I could avoid it, and I still like to not take medications if I don't have to. I think we rely heavily on them in our society in a way we don't need to. However, I understand the importance of managing your pain and getting through your day and needing those things sometimes. It is okay to have to rely on that sometimes. But at the time, in the very beginning of this, I was like, I don't want to take stuff. I want to do everything supernaturally. And it just wasn't cutting it. And that's okay to say. There are things that helped, but it wasn't enough. So after that, I really started this journey of figuring out what the hell does that mean? Do I have surgery? Do I not? And honestly, I don't feel like I have a lot of answers on what does this mean for me because I'm still figuring it out. It's been years now of different opinions People think, oh, you could like just have a kid and that might reset your hormones, which is terrible advice and not my plan. All the way from people thinking I need surgery to people thinking that it's just painful periods. It's really all over the place. I've been to a lot of different doctors. So I'm still in the midst of figuring out like what is the long-term game plan, but I was getting so frustrated because I was landing in the ER every couple months, throwing up just a like dying of pain, like hard to describe the level of pain that I was in. And it wasn't, it wasn't working, right? That doesn't leave me space to live my life. So I am now on the Depovera shot, which is a birth control shot you get every three months. I did not want to be back on hormones because I think that was an issue later on birth control for me, but I also couldn't be in the ER every couple of months. So Right now, 
it is a temporary solution to kind of get through this. It doesn't take all of the symptoms away, but it drastically helps the pain and the nausea. It doesn't drastically help. It helps some because I think it's so connected to the pain. So it's a solution for me right now, but it's not a solution forever. Being in that space of not wanting to take drugs or whatever it was, I really had to get over that a lot with coming to terms with taking antidepressants and being depressed, but also this stuff too. Like You have to rely on stuff sometimes. I have this prescription anti-nausea medication that is a lifesaver for me because the nausea gets so bad. I am taking you know, ibuprofen or things like that. If I need to, I try not to just rely on that like I did. I mean, when I think of high school, I actually had a timer where I would make sure I was taking ibuprofen every whatever, you know, three, four hours, whatever the window is during school so I could be ahead of the cramps so I wouldn't have to leave school. I mean, it was just so miserable. And so many people who have uteruses go through this. It's actually estimated to be about one in 10 people with a uterus have endometriosis. And yet those high numbers, we don't know enough. So I'm kind of figuring that out as I go. I do want to say there are a lot of great physicians that have been helpful, but it's been a journey. It's not understood. And lately, it's been taking a toll on me mentally again, because I just am tired of having to deal with it. There are things that have been working. I've started acupuncture, started really making sure I'm hitting all my major food groups every day with what I'm eating, getting more fruit, that usually means for me, making sure I'm drinking enough water and exercising. These are all things that I preach in terms of a holistic, conscious living routine, regardless of having something like endometriosis. But when I know I'm struggling, if I make sure I'm trying to be on these habits, I know I do feel better. And then there are things like mindfulness and breath work can actually be really helpful for pain management, especially in the middle of the night. If you wake up in pain, you can use your breath to kind of soothe you. It doesn't always work, I will admit. Heating pad and ice, those are things that are game changers for me. I am basically in a long-term relationship with my weighted heating pad. It is fuzzy and the best thing I've ever had. It's actually my second one because I fried the first one. Which brings me to some of the things I've been dealing with lately that I haven't talked about as much. In these symptoms, I guess, it's it's unclear yet in terms of if this is endometriosis or if this is a separate hormone issue. I'm actually being referred to an endocrinologist to dig more into the hormone stuff I have going on. One of the major issues is regulating my body temperature. So it's not a cute thing to talk about, right? And not that I usually shy away from anything, but for some reason this one particularly sucks. But I am having a hard time regulating my body temperature, which means if I work out or if I take a hot shower or if I sauna or sit in a hot tub, I am then hot for at least like an hour. And I'm not just saying like warm, like I am sweating to the point where I have to change my shirt multiple times. Almost every night I'm sweating in the middle of the night. I'm waking up absolutely gnarly, gross, right? It's not cute. I am like, oh, I just ran a marathon, but actually I've just been asleep for a few hours. So something's going on hormonally where my body cannot regulate, or I just get really cold. It is 
really interesting. Right now, the thoughts are maybe not tied to the endometriosis, but it's a kind of (laughs) what came first, the kitten or the cat, which is my vegan version of chicken or the egg. But I don't really know where that is at. That I'm kind of stalled out. I'm waiting to find out the information from an endocrinologist before diving back into the endometriosis to see which one is doing what. But I'm tired. Like that is the thing people with dealing with stuff like this talk about so much is that it's it's really exhausting. You get tired of dealing with it. And I feel like I don't want to talk. I do want to talk about it and raise awareness, but I don't want to talk about it because I feel like I'm being annoying because I could talk about it every day. I'm in chronic pain, you know, more often than I'm not in my hip and my back and my leg. And it's something I realize I've just gotten used to. I really appreciate CBD and THC in terms of helping pain management as well. But there's nothing that makes it go away. And that is what I'm dealing with, right? I can try all the Eastern medicine. I can try all the Western medicine. But right now, there's no known cure. So it's figuring out step by step how to manage it and then maybe what will that look like. Another thing that is really helpful for me is talk therapy. I talk about this not all the time in therapy, but I've definitely used some space there to air frustrations, to talk about how freaking terrible it is in a way and a space I don't feel like I'm burdening anyone. So if you can use a space like that to process things in terms of chronic pain and health issues like this, I would highly recommend it. I mean, I recommend therapy anyway, but it can be really helpful for things like this as well. Because depression and anxiety are diagnosed at a higher rate for people with endometriosis. Depression can emerge from that chronic pain or it can create chronic pain. I know I've been dealing with depression before this, but I will tell you that it doesn't freaking help. And the anxiety again is like, does it develop because of it or is it aggravated because of the pain and then creating that? You know, I'm not sure, probably a bit of both, but having this constant what is going on with my body does cause anxiety if I'm not on top of my practices that help me manage anxiety in general. So a lot of that feels bleak, but it's the reality of where I'm at in this journey and where so many others are. And I'm not trying to be negative, but that is the truth. I am getting through better than I was a year ago, but I don't have answers yet. I am finding holistic ways to support myself, holistic ways like the ones I mentioned, eating a whole foods plant-based diet, not 100% of the time, I love ice cream, but getting a lot of plants and getting a lot of nutrients from plants directly, drinking enough water, looking at certain foods that can help with pain, inflammation, exercise, yoga, and movement, and mindfulness, and breath work, and then also practical things, right? Like a heating pad and therapy and whatever it is. So there are things that I'm doing that so support my journey on this. But it's also really hard. And I think that's part of the thing that sometimes I struggle with how to approach it from my platform of conscious living because a lot of the things I've had to do in my head didn't always fall under that umbrella of conscious living. But now I don't care 
because that's life. And of course, we always have to have these moments, right? Like I'm always learning this lesson of all the things are true at the same time, but it's part of it. I can approach the chronic pain and the endometriosis and the mental anguish it causes from a place of groundedness and from a place of healthy foundational practices. And I know that's going to help me so much more than anything else. But I also need to add in things like Western medicine and maybe surgery or maybe whatever it is to figure out what's going on with my body. Because if I don't figure out what's going on with my body, I'm going to be a horseshit coach and a horseshit friend and daughter and person in the world contributing to making things better. And I'm not saying you always have to be ready to contribute because this shit can knock you out. But if I try to do what I can to live consciously while also dealing with this, I know I'm going to show up in this world in such a better way. So if you are dealing with something like this, if these tips helped, please let me know. If you think maybe endometriosis or something like that is happening with your body, I urge you to talk to your physician sooner rather than later because it is a journey to diagnosis and to figuring out what to do. So the sooner you can figure out what's going on with your body and feel empowered to take charge of that journey, that can make a difference too, right? It's not always easy because I don't know exactly what I'm doing. I'm figuring this out as I go too, but taking charge of that yourself can make a huge difference. So if you're dealing with this, I just want you to know that I'm genuinely sending you love and light because I know how hard this is. I'm also sending you a healthy dose of like, this shit sucks and that's okay to admit to, but I hope you can take care of yourself in any small or big way possible. Thanks for listening to another episode of Consciously Clueless. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe, share with your friends, put it on social media. Don't forget to tag me. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods, leave a review. Reviews and shares help more people to see the podcast and join in on the fun. If you want to make sure to stay up to date on future episodes, follow me at Consciously Carly on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or Pinterest, and head to consciouslycarly.com to sign up for the newsletter. Ready for more Conscious Living content? Check out patreon.com slash consciouslycarly and join the exclusive community over there. And finally, if you're ready to take better care of yourself and the world, let's work together. Click the link in the show notes to head to the website, find out more, and schedule a free discovery call with me. Chat soon. This podcast is sponsored by TerraSeed. TerraSeed is on a mission to disrupt the vitamin industry, empower vegans, and reduce plastic waste in the world. They put everything plant-based people struggle to get in an all-inclusive, vegan, compostable package multivitamin that replenishes them and our planet every single day. Seriously, y'all, win, win, win. Even if you're not vegan, this vitamin will help you get those key nutrients that you need. I am so excited to share a discount code for your first purchase. Use code CARLY50 at checkout to get 50% off. Again, that's C-A-R-L-Y-5-0 for 50% off your first purchase at TerraSeed.com. Don't forget this code so they know I sent you.